At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone. Hi, it's Jerry the King Lawler, and you're tuned in to the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are. Some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. I don't know, the, the, the baseball analogy. I don't know. Come on, you thinking? Well, Yaki I don't speak Japan. You f- People. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, f*** you, DT. What do you think about that, Kev? Oh, well, uh, Batista's pretty f***ing sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner? And, uh, yeah, um, uh, 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> Dontony.com What's going on, everybody? It is March 30th, 2020. This is your Don Tony and Kevin Castle show latest episode. I am Don Tony. He is Kev Castle. What's up? <sighs> Welcome to the new norm for the foreseeable future. Yeah, exactly. You take away that one tag team match tonight. We had a total of two and a half minutes of wrestling. Live wrestling. Well, not live, but Orlando, Florida wrestling. Um, and, you know, Friday, Mish and I, we did that charity show. We were yeah, talking about, um, you know, Roman Reigns uh, pulling himself off of WrestleMania. We actually got a three-minute partial clip of what Roman Reigns actually said today, which is very interesting. But... Um, Another thing that's very interesting is that Daniel Bryan, there was a lot of reports that after WrestleMania is over, he's going to self-quarantine himself for 14 days before he goes home to his wife and his kid. Wow. And it got me thinking a little bit that um, if he quarantines himself right after WrestleMania, what happens if he wrestles again on, on SmackDown in Orlando? Right. You see where I'm going with this? It, oh, yeah. No, I see where you're going. I It almost feels like, you know, Roman Reigns is going to be out for the foreseeable future. Daniel Bryan quarantining himself makes no sense if he's going to wrestle in Orlando in the next week or two for SmackDown. Then you take away other wrestlers who do not want to travel right now because, you know, if people follow our show about three or four weeks ago, we told everybody that wrestling in Orlando was optional because of what's right. going on. 
obviously as time goes by and the reality starts to sink in and you start to see thousands of people dying in the United States, it scares some people even further. But, you know, my question to you is, do you think any time in the next couple of weeks, because look, next week, the week after, they can get away with Raw and SmackDown with airing a lot of WrestleMania repeat. Um, you have a couple of wrestlers in Florida anyway. Um, NXT, you know, they're going to do the takeover, takeover on their USA Network for the next couple of weeks. But two, three weeks from now, do you think it, any remote possibility that WWE and possibly AEW just stop doing shows for a little while? Well, my <clears throat> it's funny you say that because I was thinking that today. My thought process is now with getting word here uh, for my own industry that everything is indefinitely shut down till at least April 30th. Possibility of starting up in May, limited capacity, rules and restrictions, but we can maybe go back to work, maybe. Uh, that's for clubs, bars, restaurants, whatever. That's, that's nothing set in stone, but that's the word. Uh, and I was thinking, why don't they just shut wrestling down after this for a couple of weeks, rest of April. April's a wash for everybody. You know, let's we might as well all suffer. Um, but wrestling should be no different than anything else. It's it's weird to me that I say to myself, why is wrestling going by these different rules for themselves? And everyone's like, well, Vince, it's Vince, you know. And, yeah, it starts and ends with Vince, but there's got to be somebody who can talk some sense into him, whether it's his daughter, Triple H. I mean, just shut it down. Right after WrestleMania, I think there should just be a shutdown of wrestling. AEW, too. Take a break for a few weeks. Uh, they're talking about social distancing nationwide for, through April 30th anyway. Um, and I don't understand why wrestling is going by this. Like It's almost like they're not part of this. They're part of it, but not really. They have different rules for wrestlers. And I, I just shut it down and shut it down for a few weeks. Uh, quell the the, um, the paranoia that might be there amongst some of the wrestlers. It's going to really cause dis uh, dissension amongst the roster, losing top stars, other people. It's going to be a domino effect, ET. And when it's all said and done, what, a handful of people will be good, loyal soldiers to Vince or whatever, and they'll get the push when this is all said and done. It's just so stupid. Just shut it down. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm looking forward, not looking forward to in you know, a happy way, hearing the Roman Reigns clip because I heard he sounded pretty pissed, did he? Well, I'm going to play three minutes of it. I don't want to play the whole thing, but, um, right. you know, it's funny. It was either two or three weeks ago that I said that wrestling, for some reason, if you look at, and a lot of people remember the clip, I'm not going to pain anybody by replaying it, but um, I might pain people Wednesday when I talk about the AEW title, the secondary title that was created. We'll talk about that Wednesday, but... Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was saying that pro wrestling is trying to be the the world's emotional band-aid. And a lot of people may have heard me say this three weeks ago, two weeks ago, last week, Friday, and I'll say it again. You know, there are a lot of baseball, basketball players, entertainers that want to go out and entertain for everyone. And unfortunately, they are stuck in their houses. Now, over the weekend... We got a little bit creative with a little concert that they did for charity, and everybody was in their home. Pro wrestling obviously cannot do that. But, um, you know, two, three weeks ago when I said that, you know, WWE thinks that they're bigger than, you know, the rest of the world because they're not essential employees. For us wrestling fans, we may look at it like that, but they're not. 
they're still human beings and they're still um they still bleed the same color we do and they still could catch the same Ill- illnesses that we do now um two three weeks later now everybody seems to be like oh shut it down shut it down shut it down um you know i i don't know what's going to happen none of us know what's going to happen but I think the only way pro wrestling goes on hiatus for an extended period of time is if the government forces them to. And I don't mean Trump. I don't mean federal. I mean states. States. You know, DeSantis has this had this rule, you know, well, really wasn't a rule, it was guidance. No more than ten people. You know, you go watch that tag match today. You had six people wrestling, one referee, two announcers, three cameramen. There's over 10 right there. You know, right. so, um, and Triple H even did an interview with, uh, I, I think, I don't know if it was Sports Illustrated. I don't remember who it was. He did an interview yesterday. And he was talking about, you know, how they really don't want to have, like, you know, they don't want to put restrictions and this and that, but really dodging, dodging the bullet. As far as why are they still competing? You know, again, when you hear Triple H, when you hear Stephanie, you hear the main roster, you hear Hall of Famers, indie wrestlers, WWE, AEW, indie circuit, NWA, NXT, however you want to use. And they all say, you know, like, we're going out. And we want to get everybody's mind off of pro wrestling, uh, off of the world problems right now. We just want to give you some entertainment. And although that is so noteworthy and good, and I really believe 1,000% sincere, it is good-natured by all of them. But again, you have musicians, baseball players. I said this on Friday. Look at a baseball team. Look when they're positioned in the infield and the outfield. That's pretty much more than six feet apart with the social distancing. So you can have a, you know, a pickup game in, in in a park somewhere and record it and stream it for everybody. You don't see anybody doing that. Now, yes, with that Major League Baseball contracts and stuff, they're not going to take any chance. My point is there are tens of thousands of entertainers out there that want to go ahead and do what they do best. But unfortunately, because of what's going on, and again, I said this three weeks ago, I got ripped apart. I'll say it again. I don't give a shit. I'm a pro wrestling fan. for I'm a lifer. Been such a kid, will be till the day I die. But pro wrestling is not bigger than the world. They're not bigger than us. When you see all of you home that are forced to stay home right now, even if you had a one or a two person office, I'm not around anybody. Why can't I go to my office? I wear a mask. I wear gloves. I'm not around anybody. Why do I have to say, why do I have to lose income? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do that? You know, there are tons of people that can work right now and be away from the risk. They're forced to stay home. But pro wrestling, oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. What was that cartoon? No, 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 no. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I don't remember. Anybody remember who that cartoon? No, 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 no. I mean, come on, man. You know, and I said this Friday. I said it on Wednesday, and I'll say it again now because more people will hear it. 
you know, just that don't tune into the other shows. Take note of one very big thing about WWE. WWE does things about don't be a bully, be a star. They do things about Connor's cure, breast cancer, PSAs, get tested. Where are all the public service announcements for WWE? Where are all of these clips on TV? Stay at home. Everybody stay at home with you. Where are they? Where are all these public service? Not a wrestler taking their iPhone and going on their own on social media and saying something. Where is WWE doing... Uh, uh, I thought I thought somebody had uh, had the had the name of the, uh, yeah, the it's bu- Buzz it's Buzzard. Buzz, is it Buzz Buzzard? No, it's Beaky Buzzard. It's a different Beaky Buzzard. buzzard? Oh, All right, buzzard. Yeah, Be- buzzard, yeah. All right, maybe Beaky Buzzard. But still, I mean, take note that WWE is not doing any public service. These are role models for kids. I swear on Jesus Christ. Every time I come home from work, because I'm still working full time. Every time I come home from work and I go down my block, there are kids all over the place riding their bikes, you know, hanging outside. Their parents are standing on the side and they're talking this, this, and that. And, you know, I don't want to disrespect my my neighbors, so I don't videotape it. But the point is, is that, you know, all these kids are all outside and playing and this, this, and that. Like, nothing is wrong because they're all home from school. Where are all these role models telling these kids stay in the doors, telling the teenagers, telling the adults, where are the public service announcements? Yeah, you don't see any. I'm surprised that they don't even have like, you know, wash your hands and hygiene or whatever, but they haven't really had any. And I'm so very surprised because everyone from Toyota, they to, had that uh, every, one- insurance, every insurance company, every uh, Burger King, I mean, every company DT has updated their commercials to include uh, Domino's Pizza Hut. What's yeah. going on with America right now? But why is wrestling not done that? They have, Again, they're in their own world. They had the Braun Strowman world. wash these hands. Uh, that could be seconds. in any fucking restaurant, bathroom, 24-7, 365. We don't need a coronavirus for that. Yeah, you, you wash your hands. That should be... When I was brought up as a baby, you know, wash your hands. Yeah, I washed my hands. But, you know, you would think... That they would have little, like you said, and and I, I brought this up before. Mish is saying it right now as well. You know, they won't even say the words coronavirus. You know, they'll they'll tease like a little, you know, forearm bump and stuff like that. They're fucking afraid to confront the enemy. I mean, they, I mean, it's not a pro wrestling promotion. You know, it's it's a fucking virus, and they are afraid to even address that. Boggles my mind. Yeah, and I don't know why they'd be afraid because you got to figure it's a conversation that every household is having now with kids of all ages. Uh, everyone's talking about it. It's it, it's not a bad thing to say. I don't. What do they think they're gonna? Children are gonna go up to them and go, "Yeah, ma, I heard on wrestling. What's coronavirus? I mean, come on, that ridiculous is that? Everyone's talking about it. Everybody knows about it. I don't know anybody who's hidden from it. There's kids here in my house who are seven and ten. My landlord's kids. They know all about it. Social distancing and stuff. I was talking to my landlord earlier. Kids are totally practicing the whole thing. The schools told them that before they let out. So I, I, WWE again, DT continues to be in there. And I've got to say it's. I don't know if it's wrestling. It's let's say WWE right now, and not put, throw AEW into this mix, unless they act as ignorant uh, as they do upcoming. But uh, of not acknowledging uh, the giant 
monstrous elephant in the room of why this is even happening with why WrestleMania is what it is, mm-hmm. is because of this coronavirus. Why not address it and people will be more understanding of it instead of this, this hidden bullshit. I, I don't get it. And it's really, I find it irritating. It really irritates me about wrestling. And I don't know what side of history wrestling is going to be looked at when this is all said and done. Um, Vince or whatever, like being totally ignorant to this. It was cool. They went on with the show. They taped it or whatever. Uh, will we see some guys even back in the company? Will Roman Reigns even come back? I mean, and you could say, oh, I don't care if he comes back. Well, you should because a lot of people could follow him out the door. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen post-WrestleMania with a lot of these guys. Daniel Bryan, will these guys even come back? I don't I don't know. I really don't know. I think well, it's going to be very interesting uh, next couple of weeks. Well, speaking of Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. um, you know, this, this is something that I think people seem to forget. When did Roman Reigns actually get leukemia? The first time when he was a kid, when he was okay. a teenager. All right. Yeah. He's had leukemia his whole life. Well, for for two, a majority two, of two, his life. Two ba- two battles in a 20-year right. period. Would you say last year flu in the United States killed 35,000 people? Would you say flu would be pretty damn serious for Roman Reigns since he had leukemia before? Of course. Okay. Obviously, coronavirus is, you know, tenfold much more serious than flu. But the point I'm getting at is that um, Roman Reigns, with his previous leukemia, there are a lot of health risks that go on every year that this man performs and performs at risk. When everybody jumped the gun and immediately said, oh, it's the leukemia and that, well, remember, he had the confrontation with Goldberg in Orlando in the midst of coronavirus. And when he pulled out of WrestleMania, you know, I saw, I just sat back and I just took in social media's reaction to it. And not everybody is a Roman Reigns hater, but, you know, we heard about Reigns rumored to be off mania taking himself off then we heard about miz and i wrote something on twitter and i wrote bizarro world seeing so many haters of the miz and roman range outraged that they're not going to be at wrestlemania i mean just bizarro world people that can't stand the miz and can't stand roman reigns are outraged that they're not performing doesn't make any sense and i also said that family especially with children, is more important than taking unnecessary health risks right now. Now, when I guarantee you, if the flu bug bit the WWE roster last year, Roman Reigns probably would have went home for a week or two to play it safe, okay? Thank God we haven't had any big because it it happens sometimes the baseball teams where you know the flu bug goes around to the team right so but i just you i know roman reigns has children and he's got a family and you see other wrestlers who have decided i'm not taking the chance of getting sick so i feel feel and i said this last week when it comes to miz daniel bryan roman reigns see a little pattern there children there's children involved and they have a whole family to take care of they can't be fucking selfish and just perform 
simply to perform. They have other people to think about. So anyway, in comes Roman Reigns today. I just think with all this downtime. And um, just be better, man. Uh, you know what? Let me let me let me put it over here. Hang on a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the Roman Reigns clip. You could you could hear it too. So this way everybody could hear what he said. So you 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 still with me, Kev? I'm here. Okay, let me play the Roman Reigns clip. With all this downtime, just be better, man. Um, take the time to think about how you want to be treated, how you would like a stranger to talk to you. For instance, for me, you already know what's going on. It's all over the, the news, the dirt sheets, whatever you want to call them, uh, that I pulled out of WrestleMania. And it's funny because, like, for years now, man, years, people are like, don't show up to WrestleMania. We don't want you in it. You know what I mean? There's a there's like a, a nice handful of dudes and, and haters that didn't want me there. But the moment I make a choice for me and my family, I'm a coward. I'm a sissy. A lot of, you know what I mean? A lot of different things that I am now. Um, but you don't know the whole story. All you know is what you think. Oh, well, his health and this and that. But you don't know what else is going on in my life. Bingo. You don't know if I have newborns. You don't, you don't know if Bingo. I have family in my household, older family. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just like the old saying, man. Go and flip that cover open and read a few pages. Get into a few chapters before you really start running your mouth. I think uh, he couldn't have said it any better. Everybody immediately ran to the one thing, the leukemia, and didn't think about older people, family, children. Um, what's your thoughts about that? I think he's, uh, this is why I actually like Roman Reigns. I think he's a pretty real guy. Um whether the leukemia was a good enough excuse to bow out. There's multiple reasons to bow out. This thing shouldn't even be happening in the first place. I mean, anybody who called him a coward and a sissy, please. You know, I'd like to see what those people look like on the end of the computer who call him that. Um, ridiculous. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Um, and again, I think, you know, he was one of the focal points of this WrestleMania. Perhaps there was pressure on him from Vince, from the powers that be over there. Say, listen, you know, you don't win the title. You know, this is one of the feature matches here. And he's probably like, that doesn't, you know, this is more important. This, this situation with my family is, is much more important. And I think he's, you know, probably much more majority respected for what he did other than a few assholes who would call him names uh, behind uh, anonymous fucking posts. Um, I think he's probably going to get a lot of respect. Like I said, he'll be on the right end of history when this is all said and done. Uh, in a few weeks, uh, anybody who said that will feel pretty horrible about saying something like that, especially if someone from WWE gets coronavirus and gets brutally sick. Uh, and I think, you know, Miz showing up sick. I think the Usos were upset because they were in the ring with a guy who was possibly sick. They don't know if he has it. And then they go home, spread it to their family. Everyone's nervous, DT. Like you said, they're human beings. This, they're not immune to this. They can give it to someone, one of their older uh, family members. Uh, Roman Reigns' father is a senior citizen, office 70 years old now he sees all the time because he lives right near him. So again, he's probably thinking of, there's so much, there's so much multiple reasoning that goes into this that I, I wouldn't dare say, criticize anybody about making a move like that at this point. I think it's ridiculous. And I think it's ridiculous that he even had to address uh, the idiots who said stuff like that. It's ridiculous. Here's the last two minutes of what he had to say. 
Um, and just take this time to better yourself, be present, and make the most out of this. Because if we can't grow in a time like this, I don't think we have a chance, man. This is the this is the most downtime I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I just challenge everybody, and, I, and I'm I'm taking the steps right there with you. Uh, I'm not perfect. I'm a hater too sometimes, you know what I mean? But I, I try to always put it in perspective of why I want something or why I might be jealous of something. And then I put it in my grind. I put it to work. I figure out how I can get whatever I need or I want. And I put it to work. And I don't focus on others uh, hating on me. And I don't put focus on driving negativity to anybody else. So, man, if we can, let's not just do it in the real world, let's do it on here. And it's easy, man, it just, all it takes is starting right now. So just be kind to others, man. Let's try to better each other. And hopefully we're gonna come out with so many better habits, but it can't just be about cleanliness. We gotta be clean inside too. So let's clean up this outside. Let's clean up our hygiene habits. But let's also clean up the inside and make each other better, man. We all gotta be accountable towards each other. There's, there's people across the world that I have no, you know what I mean? And what I do affects them. Um, so take some pride in that. Love each other, respect each other. And hopefully we're going to come out way better, man. Um, for all my fans, you know, I'm sorry. I, I didn't um, get to compete this year and uh, put on a show and entertain. But sometimes things are more important. And I had to make a choice for me and my family. But no matter what, you already know the deal, man. I showed I made the town, you know what I mean? I made it to Orlando, and I had to make a decision for me. Um, but it doesn't take anything away from what I've done and what I'm going to do. I still love this game. I still love pro wrestling, sports entertainment. I love being in the ring. It's a little weird being in the ring with nobody watching, <laughs> nobody in the arena. But, man, I'm ready to get back to work, and I'm just taking these times this little bit of time we have to build up the outside and come as close as possible to perfecting the inside, man. So everybody, I love y'all. Thank you for the support. Hopefully we can just continue to get better, man. I, um, look, I have voiced out many times in the past. I am, uh, not a big fan of Roman Reigns in the ring. Um, those multiple years where WWE insisted that he was the guy, um, I just, for the most part, I just didn't like it. Um, there's a lot of Roman Reigns that, you know, I, I you, ever since the illness, you got to see a more private side of Roman Reigns because I used to make this remark many times over the years. I said, Take note, everybody, Roman Reigns doesn't socialize with anybody on social media. One post here, one post there, and then like two years ago or so, maybe three at tops, then all of a sudden you started to see, you know, a little bit more of the social media, the social footprint from him. Uh, right. He was always a very, very private person. And, um, you know, you have to admire the person. Um, I will never uh, insist that somebody get a title or I'm not going to suddenly become a huge fan of someone simply because they're a good person outside the ring. Everybody should be good people outside the ring. Um, but you can't help but to 
have a little bit of respect for this guy for, you know, standing up to his decision. I'm sure it was a really, really tough one. You know, as much as Vince and everybody else will say, you know, we respected, respected, you know, you see what happens when some people decline Saudi Arabia and then suddenly their opportunity seems to be conveniently taken away. Don't want to name any specific names. We've talked about it before. But um, I got to hand it to Roman Reigns, family first, you know, children, elderly. You know, if you're a single guy, maybe even with a girlfriend, all right, you know, the the, the risk for younger people is, is a lot lower. You know, you might get the illness, but, you know, it's very tiny percentage of anybody that has it very seriously. But someone, like I said, Miz, you know, again, so I saw some people in the chat saying that, um, oh, Miz was sick. Nobody's saying Miz was sick. Nobody's saying Roman Reigns was sick with this virus. I even said last week, a couple of times, I think it's very disrespectful for anybody out there to say that Dana Brooke had it or Rey Mysterio had it or anyone else. If they have not gone public and said it, or if WWE hasn't said it, you know, you can't immediately think that somebody is off WrestleMania because they have the virus. There are people that are afraid that don't want to be around other people, that don't want to take the chance of getting sick. So, you know, but again, if you look at the pattern again, Miz, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, that's family with children and some elderly as well. And they don't want to take the chance of getting sick, coming home and bringing that illness home. Yeah, again, you know, there's there's a lot more that goes with this than uh, people think, and uh, people can make their own decisions. You know, and who gives a shit if a wrestling fan doesn't like you, doesn't respect you? You know, it's almost like, uh, you know, someone says, I don't like you, and it's like, good, I don't like you either. I mean, I, I think it's always funny when uh, people uh, think that they're so important of what their opinion is on someone that they don't even know. It's just non nonsense, complete nonsense. Mm. The important thing is, uh, what's best for that person as a real life individual, with his family, friends, everyone's, everyone's nervous about this. I don't want to hear anybody say, Oh, I'm not, I'm not really sweating it. Sure you are. Cause it's going to affect you sooner or later. Even if you don't get the illness, it's going to affect you fiscally. It's going to affect you in some way, shape or form. You are not immune to what's going on. And if you are, please show me, uh, let, let me know how this, you're immune to this whole thing. And if you are, God bless you're one of the, what, uh, 5%. Because I don't know anybody who's immune to this. Like I said, whether it's physically or fiscally, uh, this is affecting everybody I know. And uh, if you're someone who can make the decisions like that and, and uh, you know, have financial security and do what's best for your family, God bless you. You're in a good position to do that. I'm not going to begrudge anybody for doing this. I, I still think this WrestleMania should have never happened. Um, you know, we'll watch it or whatever. It's in the can. It's taped already and everything. But I, I still am in belief that they should shut this down for the rest of the month like everybody else has to. Yeah. You know, wrestling's, wrestling's not special. Yeah. A um, couple of things. A little bit later, I'm going to read and show everyone what is uh, advertised for later on this week, not just with WrestleMania, but other shows that WWE is going to be having on the network. It's a lot. So I think everybody will appreciate that. Um, we're going to talk about Raw for a little bit now. Um, WrestleMania, as far as predictions, going to be late this week. Because, you know, they haven't played off on TV yet as far as what is going on down with some of the other matches. 
I mean, some of it has pretty much been leaked out already as far as Goldberg's, you know, opponent. Everybody's right. saying that it's going to be Braun Strowman. Don't know how I feel about that. My immediate reaction was WWE's obsessed with having a spear overtake Goldberg. You know, Goldberg does the spear. Roman Reigns <clears throat> does the spear. Braun Strowman. You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah, feels yeah. like they want to have, like, a move that Goldberg does to be his demise. That's what it feels like to me. But um, we don't even know what's going to happen with the SmackDown tag titles yet. Uh, so we'll, you know, towards the end of the week, I'm sure everybody, even on Twitter, is going to be posting their predictions. As far as Patreon goes, you know, I, I haven't decided yet as far as how to do this contest because yeah. if spoilers start leaking out, it's yeah. going to be very, very difficult because I know it's going to happen. You know, <clears throat> people are going to try to wait till the last second for a spoiler to come out before they put their entry in. And I will tell everybody on Patreon right now, we do the, we are going to do something with this contest. But I will tell everybody that the contest thread will not be posted until Friday night after SmackDown. And you only have about 12 hours to put your entry in. Because Saturday at 6 o'clock is Eastern is the pre-show, and it starts at 7. So right. from like 11 p.m. on Friday night to about 2 p.m. on Saturday afternoon, you shouldn't need more than 12 hours to put an entry in. But, um, you know, if, they, if spoilers start leaking out about some of these matches, then those matches will not count in the predictions contest. So I haven't decided yet. I was even thinking of doing something a little bit wacky. Instead of the outcomes, maybe you predict, you know, which match, you know, is the longest, what's the tie. You know, there's a couple of creative ways to do it, but we'll, as the week goes on, we'll figure that out. So, but, um, you know, I'll tell you this much. Um, I said something on Friday about WrestleMania. We'll talk about Raw first, and then I'll bring up something I said Friday that people think I'm just mad and crazy for saying it. And I don't mean mad as in angry. I mean mad as in nuts. You're a madman. You're a madman. No, well, you know what? I'll say it now. I'll say it now. I honestly believe, and I'm not just saying this because 2020, although coronavirus is here, 2020 has not been a bad year for yours truly. Even March was not all that bad. Um, you know, it's it's fucked. There's a lot of fucked up. Don't get me wrong. And even here, but um, I honestly think WrestleMania is going to be ten times better than we all think it's going to be. I really do. And I'm well, not just we're going, also we're going in with low expectations. Don't you think that's the whole thing? Too? Yeah, but you know, look. I I try to look at the high end of, for example, you know, when they had the Broken Hardys come into WWE and they were doing a little bit of uh, stuff. And then they did that spoof. Uh, well, I, I don't even think the Hardys were in yet. It was the, the, the Wyatts versus the New Day. And they did... Con the reason why I'm bringing this up is because some of that was actually pretty good and some of it was average and you know a little corny but wwe you know when you think of and this is something i said a week ago i said that they have to have quite a few quote-unquote gimmick matches like street fights 
And you think of AJ Styles and Undertaker. And, I, and I'm sorry for those who tuned in Friday. That sounds like a broken record. But you think of that match. You think of Cena and Bray Wyatt Funhouse match. Firefly Funhouse match. Right. You think of Edge and Randy Orton having a, just a flat-out brawl. You even want to bring up Gargano Champa. Empty building, just a ring and a referee, you know, whoever, you know. So when you think of all of that, and it's all pre-taped on top of it, you know, that has the capability of really turning out something tremendous. And the reason why I say that is because you record something a week and a half early. We'll use Undertaker AJ Styles. Right. After or even halfway through the match, and I know people will not like some people will not like what I'm about to say, but at the end of the day, pro wrestling is entertainment. Doesn't matter if it's Ring of Honor or New Japan or MLW or AEW, if it's a predetermined finish, it's it's entertainment. But the thing is, is that halfway through the match, if something is botched, cut, stop the recording pick up the match where it left off, splice, edit, cut. After they do a spot, oh, shit, what if we did this? Oh, man, all right. So they can add, splice. I already am predicting. Now, they're going to do, and I brought this up Friday, they're going to do like what they did with Jeff Hardy with the, the, with the, um, the final deletion. When Jeff Hardy fell into the water and then all of a sudden he can't, <laughs> he was Willow. So you know they're going to do splice, cut, stop, record. Bray Wyatt's going to come out as the, the fiend. He's going to be not the fiend. He's gonna, you're going to see a lot of creative editing. And I know because we're wrestling fans, we always want to, we prefer to see a match genuine, raw, live, from beginning to end, without anything manipulating it. You know, we hate it when crowd noise gets piped in later on or camera work gets shifted. But in a case like this, it's with all of this stuff being done beforehand and being done in the environments that they're in, you know, they can record and edit and add this and take this out and make Undertaker look like a trillion dollars in his match. I truthfully believe some of the matches are going to be one, two minutes, boom, done, bullshit. Think so? Yeah. But I think there are at least four or five matches that I feel WWE, they know the negativity that's out there. They know the pressure that they're in. Everybody that's performing is going to want to shut everybody up and show everybody that, yeah, we could still fucking knock it out of the park. I think there's going to be a four or five matches that we're going to look back on it and say, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Could be. Could be. I don't know if you agree. I mean, I respect. No, no, no. It, it, could, it could be. I mean, you're right. Again, I'm. I have that side of me, like I said, the human side that doesn't want to see this even happen because I just feel that they can do this another day, live another day down the road, do it right with the fans because that's what it's really all about. But then I can look at it from another way of watching like a literally like a good soap opera. I told this story a couple of weeks ago, like when when I was a kid and watched my mom was watching The Young and the Restless and she gets so into it and I would be like, 
But there's no like, there's no, you know, you're just watching people act and there's no noise, no crowd or anything. There's no piped in responses. But you can get into stuff like that with these cliffhangers and these kind of uh, sequences where you can kind of get invested. But we're not accustomed to that. Like you always call wrestling a male soap opera, but the difference is, is a live audience. There's no live audiences in soap operas. Uh, but you, that's the way we're going to have to play it this Sunday, watching it like that kind of thing or like a movie like literally watching a movie in a scene where two people are killing each other, like Undertaker and AJ, and they do something like, you know, over the top, and it's not stuntmen, it's them doing it. So it could end up being, DT, right, it could end up being pretty impressive. Consider All things considered, it could be a big thumbs up. I mean, I hope it is. I mean, Saturday and Sunday, Mitch said it before here in the chat, uh, looking forward to getting, you know, two days of it, taking our minds off it, something to do, something to cover, especially as a podcaster, which will do the post show on both nights that we normally do. So you're right. Maybe it, it is something to look forward to. I just wish they could do it the other way. I'm sure all of us feel that way with the crowd, with the reactions. But I'll take what I can get, I guess, at this point. I'll be more than fair. If it's good, I'll, I'll be the first to prop it. I agree with you, Joe Punches. He is hoping to a great Mania weekend, really, because we're all yeah, wrestling yeah, fans yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Everybody tune in. We're all fans, so we yeah. we would we shouldn't want it to fail. I mean, no, it's no stupid. One, no one wants it to fail. No one wants no. it to fail. I am more curious two, three weeks from now. That's what I'm curious about because, like I said, you're definitely going to get Mania replays filling up the Raw and SmackDowns heavily. I wouldn't be surprised if 90% of the show is replay of matches with some added promos. Now, um, Undertaker, all right? We had Raw open up tonight with a promo from Undertaker. Uh, dressed a little bit American badass, kind of a little yeah. bit of that retro. You know, I, I was thinking earlier that be interesting if Undertaker, they have numerous variations of undertaker in that match maybe you know dead man maybe american badass maybe we have a couple of different i don't think that's good i think it's better with M magic and bray wyatt like a you know you know what i mean like i think it might yeah. come off goofy to have undertaker be badass and then be dead man and it but he cut a promo today you know brought up aj styles real name alan james and uh you know, he just, um, it was a really intense promo. Um, you know, it was interesting because he was talking about how AJ Styles, you know, that Undertaker brought up all these Hall of Famers. I don't remember, but I could have sworn that Undertaker did not bring up Hulk Hogan's name, but he brought up a ton of other names. Booker T, Steve Austin, Cena, a whole bunch of. I don't think he said know. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember Hogan, but you could be right. Maybe the one of the first ones was Hogan. But he said that, you know, big mouth for such a small guy and that AJ Styles waited for all of these guys to leave to come in. Now, you know, some of Undertaker's promo was inaccurate because AJ Styles and Cena had a, a nice, great feud for a while. AJ Styles actually got the victory quite a few times. Um, but Undertaker, you know, basically calling out AJ Styles and, uh, you know, he even uh, called Gallows and Anderson ass clowns. And, um, you know, the whole premise of Undertaker's promo tonight was you ain't going to piss me off. You want to go there with me saying that, you know, I have less matches ahead of me than what I had, you know, behind me and, you know, this and that. Like, that's fine. But when you bring her up, that's where you cross the line. 
So right. the, it's, it felt like a lot of Undertaker's anger tonight, storyline-wise, was the fact that AJ Styles brought up Michelle McCool. It reminds me of uh, when DDP brought up Undertaker's old wife. Remember that angle? Sarah, yeah. Wife? Sarah, yeah, Sarah. She had tattooed on his front of his neck for the longest time. Um, but I thought it was a good promo. They reminded me of, yeah, it was definitely American badass, big evil style. I'm sure he'll come out like that. Uh, I don't think he's going to do any kind of dead man thing. I think it's just going to be Mark Calloway. First, uh, what is it, Alan Jones? Is that his real name? Alan Jones. What did I say before? Yeah. Alan James? <laughs> I think so. Alan, Alan Jones. James, yeah. Alan uh, Jones, just, uh, just, it's, it, yeah, it just sounds yeah, like right. a better name, Alan, yeah. Alan Jones. But, uh, Alan Jones yeah, sounds it, like a televangelist name. It does, it does. <laughs> and uh, so I'm looking, yeah, again, that could end up being very good. And those two they're, are the more consummate professionals than AJ Styles and Undertaker, who you know don't have a big history of working together. It's a little bit of an odd coupling when you think about it. But it, if anybody could pull it off, it's definitely AJ Styles and, and Undertaker. So and I'm sure they wouldn't do this if they didn't think they can make it decent. So, yeah, I think that's one of the matches I am looking forward to the most is this particular matchup. You think uh, Michelle McCool has to hit the faith maker on uh, AJ Styles? Oh, yeah, I think she, yeah, I think she's going to get involved. There's she's no got to come out. Yeah. yeah, she's getting involved. And involved. if you notice, none against Michelle McCool, but the couple of times that she came back very recently when they had the women's battle royal and this other stuff, like she got like a, a nice pop, but I don't. I think that she probably thought she was going to get a much bigger pop than she got, and that's not her fault. I mean, we've talked about it in the past. WWE, unfortunately, really um, forgot about a lot of women over the years. Uh, never reminded the younger fans of some of the women from yesteryear, other than maybe Trish and Lita or May Young. Uh, <laughs> You know, but even like Molly Holly and Michelle McCool and Layla and some others. Ivory. I mean, Ivory. Yeah, Ivory. Ivory. Like, you never see, I mean, very, very rare WWE ever. I mean, on the male side, I've been talking about this for a decade. I mean, I don't know what Magnificent Morocco has done in a bad way to WWE. But yeah. they just, even when they talk about Icy Chance from yesterday, like he's just like a, like an afterthought. I mean, yeah, they have just one of the best. Yeah, I mean, he's my favorite Icy Champ of all time. Not even close. He's, he's yeah, he's great. I know you were a big fan of him, and so was I. And if he was one of the first heels before Mister Perfect, Kurt Henning really became that guy. Or Rick Rude, uh, that was like a cool heel. Morocco was before even Rude and Perfect. Even Flair. Yeah. I mean, Morocco, Morocco in 81. I mean, I like Pedro Morales, but I remember me and Draper sometimes found ourselves cheering for Morocco yeah. over Pedro Morales, which didn't go over very well at Madison Square Garden, by the way. Yeah. I wish I could say that, you know, and looking back on it, I probably could have lied, but I wish I could say that, you know, calling myself Don Tony, like I took the Don as a tribute to Don Morocco, but that's not true. Yeah. That's not oh, true. Yeah, I didn't, never thought of that. You could, you could work. You could yeah, work no, that. I thought about that at the time, and I'm like, hey, you know, I could just say it was a tribute to Don Morocco, but that's not the way it went down. You know, we'll tell that story another time for people that okay. don't know it. But I love Undertaker's promo today. Um, very protective of his wife. Now, you know, me if I was a sinister bitch. You know, I, I would have some tigers attack Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> you know, the, those tigers that they made fun of. And please, oh, everyone. 
I you can if you want, Kev, but I have no interest in talking about Tiger King, all this Tiger King shit. I could give a flood. There's so much. I haven't shit. seen it. Haven't seen it, dude. I haven't. They're tagging me on the same thing. I have not I, seen it yet. My, my seriously, seen it. I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. I uh, with all the shit going on in this world, you know. I know a lot of people have a lot of free time, and I totally get that. But invest spending it on Tiger King. I, I would find something else to do. Seriously. Play solitaire or something. Play with yourself. <laughs> but Tiger King, nah. But the Undertaker promo, spot on today. <laughs> Under, it was. Not too many matches uh, in the last two to three weeks. There haven't been many matches that really got me after two, three weeks to see, you know, to really anticipate them more. The one match for me still is Edge Randy Orton. But I got to tell you, when we first heard the rumor of AJ Styles versus Undertaker, then they had that spot in Saudi Arabia, and, you know, AJ Styles just looked like a bitch getting one move and losing, you know, the whole thing with Alistair Black and Undertaker and all that. I tell you, after two or three weeks, and especially with the editing and the pre-record, I think Undertaker AJ Styles is going to be a pleasant surprise for a lot of people. I mean, I haven't really thought about it yet as far as who's going to take it. My immediate instinct is Undertaker's got to get his revenge, but, you know, wouldn't surprise me if it goes the other way. But uh, I think they have set this up very as good as they possibly could. I really, I, I don't think they could have done much better to have these two guys set up their match under the circumstances. No, it's one of the, like I said, one of the matches I'm looking forward to. Now, we don't know if that's on Saturday or Sunday, do we? I think it is Saturday. And last week I said this, a lot of people caught on to it. I don't know if it's going to be the case, but I thought, why not have Raw on Saturday, SmackDown on Sunday? Problem is, especially at Roman Reigns is not taking on Goldberg. Like, what do you close out? For Sunday, it's not going to be the women's match. Um, if you think about Raw, there are three matches technically that could close out WrestleMania if it was one night, right. you know. But and you have three that could close out Saturday night. I don't know if it's going to be split up. I kind of would like, you know, for one night to be Raw. And one night to be SmackDown, but I don't think we're going to get that. Yeah, they probably should have booked it that way, but I guess it's probably just going to be a mixed bag. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, now, here's where we end up losing a ton of time today. Becky Lynch comes out, cuts a promo. Um, I'm saying this joking around in storyline. She's an absolute moron for standing on the rampway and suspension of disbelief we're supposed to believe that she stood on the rampway and watched her wrestlemania match for the entire 45 plus minutes um but that's how they tried to portray it on tv nah, nah, nah. you know becky lynch comes out cuts a promo talks about you know her dominance and snack you know it's, and then she says let's take a look back uh, and she brings up the wrestlemania match from last year ronda rousey versus charlotte versus becky now, anybody does a quick wiki search for the match time, then you add in the commercials, you realize, okay, 
here's about 45 plus minutes. Yeah. You could probably do other things. And that's what it was for the next <clears throat> 45 plus minutes. We got the replay of that match. So no reason to get into it again, because we commented about it last year, but you know, that ate up first hour was already done. And then after the match was over, Becky says, oh, it's the first time that I've seen that match since since I, I was in it. And she's calling out Shayna, trying to play off a little bit, like, you, you know, comparing Shayna to Ronda Rousey and, you know, the title means everything to Becky. And then uh, Shayna Baszler attacks her from behind, um, puts a submission move on her. And then swings her into the announcer's table, similar to what she did to Liv Morgan um, right. uh, at the Elimination Chamber. You know, look, it, it looks great, especially when you have a lot of hair, you know, yeah. because that blocks your shoulder, you know, it's taking a, a, absorbing the impact. But um, I tell you, man, I said this two weeks ago, I really wanted to see it. You know, Becky Lynch pulling up in that truck, you know, that's all rap. You know, anybody that's ever wrapped their car, you know what I'm talking about. That's, I don't think that's paint. I think that's rap. Um, I can't understand why they did not have Shayna Baszler destroy, do, do shit to Becky Lynch's truck. I mean, it just... Yeah, she choked choked her out, or you know, like, it, all right, whatever. But I don't know. It just felt like that visual of destroying her. Because I still, to this day, always remember what Kofi did to Randy Orton's car. Remember that? Yeah. Of so you know, with the paint and everything, you know, things like that are things you remember, especially when you're building this up. I mean, but you know, nice attack by Shayna Baszler. You know, makes a little concern now as far as who's actually going to win that match. But uh, it worked on TV. You know, it's it showed Shayna Baszler is like an animal. Um, but again, you know, that WrestleMania match, you know, <laughs> that match is... How long is that match? I, I wrote it down. That match was 22 minutes. And again, you add all the commercials and everything else. That whole... Becky was about 45 minutes. Yeah, it was at least that. So, uh, but what'd you think of the interaction with her and Shayna Baszler tonight? I thought it was good. I'm kind of looking forward to that match too. I'm just wondering if the belt was actually going to change hands. Okay. Now here's where old Don Tony comes in. We had Alistair Black come out. Yeah. And again, you take away the tag match tonight. We only had two minutes of wrestling. You know, Orlando wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Alistair Black comes out, beats Jason Cade. In 48 seconds. Um, now, I find it funny that, you know, in suspension of disbelief, you do no research on your opponent. Alistair Black is just sitting in the ring, and this fucking Matarat is like, what is he doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? I'm like, he's fucking sitting there. What are you, what are you fucking... I'm not going to say it. It's YouTube. I don't want to... But um, here's where old Don Tony comes in. You know, I see Alistair Black... He's taking on Lashley at WrestleMania. So he's preparing for his match against Lashley at WrestleMania. So last week he destroys Leon Ruff. This week he destroys Jason Cade. 
Does anybody kind of see where I'm going with this in preparation for Lashley? You know, he beats Jason Cade, Leon Ruff, you know, two weeks in a row. You know, Alice Black, you know, (laughs) preparing for Lashley. You know, I mean, I'm just fucking around everybody. But, uh, you know, I I have no interest in this match. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? No interest in it whatsoever. I like Alistair Black. I mean, he's, you know, a character that's right up my alley. I can totally get behind it. I want to see him get the big push when this is all, all this craziness is over and we go back to wrestling as it's meant to be. But versus Lashley, it's just a filler match. Even though Lashley is a former world champion, he's a legitimate guy. But the, the way he's been portrayed over the years, Lana's guy, you know, Again, um, I wouldn't even be surprised if actually uh, Alistair does the job to Lashley. Nothing would surprise me on that match either way. But that would be stupid to make him lay down for Lashley. But that's just a thrown together, just a, a random opponent. There is no history between the two of them. So it's just random. Very I random. Lashley doesn't lose any stock by losing to Alistair Black. I think Alistair Black, right now, my feeling is he's got to get win that match. He's got to. But I'll tell you, you look at the wrestlers who were willing to still compete. You know, look, we had that talk earlier about Daniel Bryan and Miz and Roman Reigns, and you respect their decision to stay home. You know, uh, Dana Brooke, Carmella, you know, whoever. You know, you got to respect everybody who's who wants to stay home. But yeah. one of the guys that was willing to wrestle and has been there since is Ricochet. Me, I would have enjoyed... Even like a respect challenge, maybe when you know he had he had no opponent to take on at Mania, that maybe Ricochet makes the friendly challenge to Alistair Black. I would have liked to have seen Alistair Black versus Ricochet at WrestleMania yeah. instead of Lashley. I, Just yeah, such good, like thrown match. together, and the last two weeks, you know they don't even have Lashley there to try to like torment Alistair Black or anything like it. nothing, nothing. But um, I would have much preferred Ricochet versus Alistair Black. I agree. Much more preferred that. By the way, Joe Punches, um, just to go a little off topic right now, I think this week's Vice documentary is going to be focused around New Jack. Um, yeah, look, I've said it before. I'm not a big fan of the Vice documentaries. Not that they're bad, but... It, and I've said this before, there's just a lot of dumb shit that Vice does outside of these wrestling documentaries. Um, case in point, and I remember this was like a week and a half ago, they were writing on how, you know, Amazon wouldn't let you do this or buy this or this is and that. And it's on my Twitter if you want to check it out, at Don Tony D. And they were writing all this conspiracy shit. And I was like, Really? And I went on Amazon and I fucking bought whatever they were claiming. It was just a really outrageous claim. And I know Mike, your best bargains was listening and a lot of others, by the way, shout out to our associate producers and shout out to our sponsors. But, um, you know, they were just totally full of shit. And Vice has done this numerous times in the past. They, there are a lot of clickbait. There's a lot of garbage on vice and they do these documentaries that happen to air on vice um but you know i'll have an open mind as far as the new jack stuff it's gonna be crazy 
And it might be one of the most controversial episodes you ever saw. You know, I mean, the, the Benoit one was very raw and it's disturbing, but more of because of the facts and, you know, what, you know, you were certain things about the murders that maybe people avoided over the years. Cause a lot of what right. was said, you know, has been out there, but the new Jack stuff, you know, it, it's, I see, saw tonight some Twitter bitches, you know, like fucking around with new Jack, you know, like, Oh, I'll kick the shit out of you. You motherfucking <laughs> this, this and that. Let me tell you something. Oh God, you do funny. not is, you ever want to cross this motherfucker. You know, that guy... Is he, is know, he still like that, though? He's kind of older now. Isn't he kind of more reserved Yeah, he now? can still be crazy. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I've told this story before. I actually, you know, helped him get bailed out of jail once. And uh, because of that, you know, there was a couple of people under Goodman's regime that were fake posting a lot of stuff, trying to start stuff between New Jack and myself. And I always told oh, the man. story also about him... When I had my car accident, and you know that's the reason why I bailed him out years later. But um, <clears throat> the one funny thing is, is that even though I had some good interaction with him over the years, about six, seven years ago, no, seven, eight years ago, Goodman was having an event in Florida, and um, I was going to manage on that show. And I don't remember who I was going to manage, but I was going to manage someone who was going to face New Jack. And somehow, and I still have the Facebook post. I got to find it, you know, and I, maybe I'll screenshot it and post it. But somehow it was mis, misinterpreted. And New Jack thought, because this is when he was first retiring, and he thought that Goodman was going to book a match between him and me. And he went on my personal Facebook page when my family and everybody sees it. And he's like, I will beat the motherfucking shit. I will cut you. I will do it. I, I ain't fucking working. No fucking inexperienced Mark. I will fucking, you think what happened? Hey, this guy just totally went off on me because he wasn't going to risk himself getting hurt, taking on someone who doesn't know how to fucking work. And I don't remember who it was. Might've even been Mish. It was like three 30 in the morning. And he's like, dude, you see what's going on, on your Facebook page? And I said, no, I have no idea. I, and I go on it and I see him threatening the shit. And I wrote back to him like, I swear to you, I, I'm not supposed to face you. I was going to man. Then he's like, oh, my bad. Oh, this guy fucking, I literally almost shit my bed because he flipped the fuck out because he thought that Goodman was going to put him in a match against someone who does not know what the fuck they're doing. And, you know, think Eric Kulas, you know, you do not cross this guy's path. Um, I've been a fan of New Jack. I've always been a fan of New Jack. I did so many podcasts with Mass Maniac. In fact, any of our patrons, if you want to do a search, if you never even knew it was there, there are a couple of old Mass Maniac episodes, me and the Mass Maniac with New Jack. And um, there's one that I, me and him were laughing our ass off with a lot of stuff. And I'm telling you, but um, that was a, a crazy story. And I literally, I swear to God, I had this deep, 
sick feeling in my stomach like this fucking guy is going to kill me. I had no intention on getting in the ring with this guy, but, you know, looking back on it, maybe Goodman purposely put it out there that way, you know, to, to, to have him fuck with me, but that was scary shit, man. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people might be kind of shocked who don't know about New Jack and some of the things that some of the footage they're going to see. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, what the feedback is on that and what a lot of podcasters have to say about that. The ones who have some balls and will actually say, uh, I'm not taking a shot at you, by the way, uh, who are going to talk to, because I'm going to tell the truth about what I say, whether I uh, I have mixed feelings about some of the stuff that guy has done in the ring, stabbing that guy that time like he was doing at that uh, independent show, that guy he kept stabbing in the side and in the back. That was like some heinous shit. Um, again, this is, uh, this is not that. The wrestling is not that. I mean, even Jim Cornette will say that. Um, but, again, because uh, a lot of people compare him to Abdul the Butcher and guys like that. I mean, he'll even admit he wasn't much of a wrestler. He was an attraction, and uh, he was all, all about the violence and stuff, and he admits he wasn't a very good wrestler, and he's, and he's, and he's not a wrestler. He was more – I don't even know if you would say he's an entertainer. I guess he's an entertainer to a degree. I mean, he's a very unique character. I'll say this. I don't think anybody – people say, oh, the Sheik, Kev, the Sheik, the old Sheik. Yeah, but uh, New Jack, I think, is in a category of his own. Would you put New Jack in the category of the Sheik and Abdul the Butcher, DT? No. No. I mean, from Because that, then that you got to uh, put Onita and a lot of others in there as well. Just because they used hardcore weapons and, you know, used props and sometimes real, real shit doesn't yeah. put them all in the same category. Abdullah the Butcher... Um, you know, he comes off as a really fucking nice guy outside in real life. And he had his restaurant for a while. And, you know, I know Hannibal isn't like Abdullah, but, you know, I, I heard good things about him. Sheik, I really, outside of wrestling, didn't ever read too much negative about him. New Jack is just really controversial. And, but I've always been well, a fan. Always been probably. a fan. Yeah, probably the most, without a doubt, the most controversial wrestler of all time. I mean, clearly he got booked a lot, so people kind of knew what they were getting when they got him, but sometimes maybe they didn't know what they were getting. Uh, but the Eric Kulas incident is just one of many. Well, um, and I'm wondering what kind of foot. I saw some of the trailer. I mean, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be crazy, uh, but, but, but... But also, I heard the the uh, the guys who, uh, the guy Evan and the other guy who the producers of Dark Side, uh, Jim Cornette was talking to him about, how they got New Jack to do it. And uh, they, they were saying when they interviewed New Jack, he, he wasn't really aware of what they were actually doing. They weren't sure if he actually saw the series or stuff. He just thought it was like another shoot interview. And uh, they explained to him that, no, this is like, you know, beyond that. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Because they, they even admitted they were nervous calling him, like so nervous uh, calling him. And he was just like, yeah, let's do it. But uh, I think he thought at first it was just another shoot interview. Well, let me tell you this. If anybody goes on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Don Tony, and checks out the couple of Mass Maniac uh, episodes with New Jack and myself, you listen to all of them, you will laugh your ass off. Your, your medulla oblongata will swell. Pleasant, funny, very raw and oh, revealing yeah. sometimes. Um, yeah. The guy... Is it's not that he's just angry and evil twenty four seven. The guy no, he's actually very funny and very charming. Very that's, funny. That's the, but, that, that's the, but that's the scary part about him is that he is funny and charming and he can have that, no pun intended, dark side 
that he could flip a switch like that because he is very funny and charming and likable to a degree. But he has, right, he's not mean and ornery 24 say He doesn't come off. He actually comes off pretty cool in a lot of things. But that's the shocking part is when you see him go off and, and blade that guy and stab that guy like that. You're like, you're... You're like, oh, you're like, what the fuck? It's gonna be one of it's gonna be one of those what the fuck things, and I, it's gonna be very interesting. I'm very, very interested to see the feedback from everybody on this story because I know Dark Side of the Ring does not pull no punches. Very graphic about the Brody murder. Very graphic about those Benoit stuff. Uh, so I don't think it'll be any different with New Jack. I'm more curious about the post the the, the post reaction to this than anything else. A few people wanted to hear the story about the um. The, when I first got the uh, call from him and the bail, I'll give you the very short version of it. I had my car accident in 1996, which I know a boatload of you are aware of already, and um, almost killed me. And, you know, I was in my late, well, mid-20s at the time, and uh, my fiancé, girlfriend at the time, who uh, was not a wrestling fan. She knew that I was training, you know, with some friends. And, you know, we always were fantasizing about going to House of Hardcore and this, this, and that, you know, but never went to the school. And uh, she knew I was a diehard ECW fan. So when I had my car accident um, and I met her and she was trying to do stuff to cheer me up, she went into my computer and saw you know, the wrestling companies that I like. And the one that she saw all over the place was ECW. So she actually wrote to ECW and told them that, you know, I was one of their biggest fans, that I went to Philly tons of times, Elks Lodge, you know, everywhere. And, and um, you know, I had my accident, and I was in a wheelchair and this, this, and that. And the, the only thing that she forgot to put was my age. So I got this autographed photo in the mail from Rob Van Dam, and I had just gotten engaged, and he wrote all these things about he had just gotten married to Sorrell and this, this, and that. Terry Funk, who was my favorite, sent me a branding line and all this other stuff. I got crazy shit. But even though I was stuck in my wheelchair, I still was doing insurance work. I would just, you know, go with crutches until I got into, so I was in my office and my phone rings and I answer the phone and, you know, this is 1997 now, I believe, because I had my accident in 96. She wrote to them in late 96 and I think they got back to me in early 97. So I answered the phone and I said, hello, can I help you? And he says, uh, there's Anthony. Said, yeah, New Jack. I said, New Jack. It's like, yeah, I got this letter here. You had a car accident. So I started talking to him, and he's like, You ain't no kid. He thought I was a kid. So we talked for about five minutes, had a good laugh. He was actually cool on the phone. And this is years before I, you know, started doing work for Goodman or indie wrestling and stuff like that. But it was such a cool thing. And I used to talk about it on my hotline. And if you say on my hotline at the time, I said, you know, one day I'm going to pay him back, uh, f you know, for doing that. It was really cool. It was funny, but it was cool. So I don't remember what year it was. It must have been like 2005 or 2006, around that time. Um, he got arrested. And he was supposed to go to an indie show. There was a warrant out for his arrest, and he was in jail. And he didn't have any money to get himself bailed out, and nobody would bail him out. So his girlfriend at the time 
put an eBay auction up. And the auction was, was that he was in jail and whoever won the auction, you know, would get a phone call from New Jack, autograph this, this, and that. And I saw the auction. I said, all right, here's my, my final, you know, the way to finally pay him back for what he did for me. So it was no secret. I won the auction. I had mentioned it on my hotline. And um, I told his girlfriend, I said, look, I said, you know, you tell him, you know, that this is just uh, thank you for what he did for me when I had my car accident. I said, I don't need any phone call, this, this, and that. At that time, he had already worked for Goodman. So I had already met him a few times already. So uh, I bailed him out. And um, that was it. And we did numerous podcasts with him over the years. And the guy was always cool. I never, you know, wasn't a fan. Uh, even though he scared the shit out of me on my Facebook page that time. But, um, yeah, I, I was always a fan. I mean, you know, let me let me say this. The Eric Kula stuff was over the top and it was disturbing and it was sickening. But, you know, I'm not trying to justify what happened. But if I would have actually been the one to get in that ring with him in Florida and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I deserve to get my ass destroyed. But not, not stabbed. Not stabbed, of course, not stabbed, but... You know, vacuum cleaning to the fucking head. You know, that, that'll teach you never to fucking do that again. Um, you know, I don't condone some of the things that he has done. It's Some of it is just way too outrageous over the top. It's, you know, it's crim, criminal, on the verge of criminal. But I've always been a fan of his, and I probably always will be. Well, it should be, like I said, it should be a good one tomorrow. And then uh, Dino Bravo coming up. I said everyone's looking forward to that. You got to be looking forward to that one too, DT. Yeah. Uh, not even just because of the mafia connotations, but uh, because of the, the whole, it really was uh, a lot of younger fans probably don't know a lot about Dino Bravo. I think you really got to be I'll old tell you this much. to know about Dino Bravo. I don't want to get into it here because Mish and I talked for 30 minutes about it on Friday. Plus, uh, Maria Manic put out her own video today. Um, which I haven't watched the whole thing yet, so I want to watch it, absorb it, and then I'll react to it later this week. But mm -hmm. I tell you, without saying anything else, I think that would be an interesting Vice documentary as well. Something Teddy on Teddy Hart. Hart. Yeah, could be. You know, yeah, well, with, down with down all down the down down stuff. Down yeah, so... By the way, if anybody wants to hear my thoughts on what went down last week, because remember, it was yours truly actually broke online the details as far as why he was arrested, you know, specifics. Um, not proud that I got it, you know, before everyone else, but, you know, uh, let, let's just say that I can't defend Teddy Hart anymore. I, I brought up... You could actually see on Friday, I think it's at the eight-minute mark of the show, I actually reposted the clip from Rolling Stone where they interviewed him, and Rolling Stone actually singled me out in their article from like five or six years ago that I just used to always constantly rip the shit out of this guy. You know, I, I joked on Twitter the, the other day, I ripped on Teddy Hart before ripping on Teddy Hart was cool. You could go do searches on the archive shows. They're a podcast of me from 2004 ripping this guy. I ripped this guy for about 12, 13 years. Then the last couple of years, I thought he was really turning his life around. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I thought the, the relationship with her was a little bit extreme and odd, but 
you know, I I still thought, you know, then you know maybe he really is. T- and no, can't defend him no more. So if you really want to see the whole rant, you could check out Friday's episode on YouTube, the charity episode. And by the way, I want to thank everybody who tuned in. And uh, anybody that sent in contribution later on, I will shout everybody out on Friday. So, you know, it's funny. I don't think I've said two words about the whole Teddy. Yeah, thing. it's I too much. Stayed out of it. I, I never liked him. I always thought he was a douche. And uh, I'm never a fan. Even watching MLW, I kind of tuned him out. I only watched for um, uh, Smith Jr. and for Brian Pillman Jr. when they were doing the hard thing. But I just always thought he was a jerk. I, I never cared for him. I'm a huge Bret Hart fan, Owen Hart fan. Never cared for Teddy Hart. I just I, I barely said a word on it. I don't think there's anything on record of me saying anything. And then I just don't even like him. I mean, I follow what the soup guys have said and what you've said. I've paid attention. You know, my brother was really into the story and stuff, and you guys defending the girl and everything, which I thought was admirable, uh, without a doubt. But I just him. I just I hate that he even gets any. All his publicity is negative anyway. So it's just like, oh, this fucking guy again. Just even hearing Teddy Hart, it's like hearing coronavirus. I just don't even want to hear that word. Anymore. Yeah. Well, look, looking back on it, now I understand a little bit more why MLW let him go. And I I will say Wednesday that, because I said on one of my early Wednesday night dynamites, I didn't understand why they let him go. Now I understand a lot more. So they definitely made the right move uh, last year. But um, so we had Alistair Black uh, destroy Jason Kane in less than a minute. Then we had the, you know... Not so um, social distancing, uh, you know, a fan of social distancing and and the 10-person rule. We had Kevin Owens, Montez Ford, who took a pretty stiff bump outside the ring, and Angelo Dawkins. Uh, They actually defeat Seth Rollins, Angel Garza, and Austin Theory talked about that Friday that Andrade has injured ribs, will not be able to compete at WrestleMania. They decided to graduate Austin Theory to the main roster for now. Maybe it's a permanent thing. Not sure yet. But, uh, you know, nice little tag team, Austin Theory and uh, Angel Garza. Um, There was one spot during the match where, uh, you know, I'm assuming that Montez Ford, when he dove outside the ring, that um, Austin Theory was supposed to catch him, but Austin Theory was not in position, and he just reminded me old Chris Hamrick, who just flew outside the ring and would just go splat. So it looked like it hurt. It looked like it hurt. Old reference, but yeah, I remember the Chris Hamrick stuff. But uh, boy, they fast tracking this kid, Austin Theory, who's a real superstar in the making, no doubt. Twenty two years old, uh, real thoroughbred. This this kid's got it, no doubt. But they really fast tracked him. You think it's because of supply and demand at this point, DT? They need to do that with him right now because of people kind of dipping in and out and the uncertainty of the roster right now. Because they have, yeah, they have to utilize who's yeah. willing to wrestle, who's in Orlando, who, yeah. not not just that, but who are pretty much, see, this is something I think a lot of people aren't thinking about. And I think AEW deserves more credit for this part of it, even though like, you know, look, if I say WWE shouldn't be bigger, then neither should AEW. But what AEW has been doing and it's kind of easier when you're, and, and I don't mean to sound like a dick right now, just saying in general, it's a lot easier when you have a blue check mark. I'm not yeah. saying that 
you know, all blue check marks do this. My point is, is that when you're a celebrity or you're a larger in life person, you know, musician, athlete or something, you know, you're usually not around normal folk as much as other people are. Um, do they go to Starbucks? Do they go here? Do they go? Oh, absolutely. But the thing is, is that those guys right now, um, it's ring and home ring hotel ring hotels are still open my nephew who was on the original bus when slash ripped him off and that's why i uppercutted him with cannolis at that time my nephew at that time was like six he was supposed to get married this weekend i was supposed oh, to go right. to his yeah, marriage right. yeah i was supposed yeah, to go to his wedding on saturday but it's canceled they called it off yeah they had to because they you, you can you're not allowed to have uh more than what not only 10, ten people, ten but people. the reception won't, they're not allowed to work. But the hotel, the Hyatt, is still open. And I called them right, up right, to right. cancel my uh, reservation, and they said, uh, we're not giving out refunds, but we'll give you 10,000 points so you could use it on another room over the next year. So I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? You know, they're not giving yeah. refunds because they're still open. So if I wanted, I could go there Saturday and spend the night in a hotel. But Yeah, um, no, they're, um, well, what's your nephew doing? Did he, are they delaying it to the fall? They're delaying it for a couple of months. They haven't announced another date yet because we, they don't even know, like, when halls and restaurants are going to be open right, for business right, again. Right, so, right, yeah. you know, but... Um, you know, it, it is what it is, but a lot of these wrestlers, it's the building and home. And if they're going to eat, they have a delivered room service, the deliver, whatever it is. But they're staying out of the general public. Not everybody is the same. And um, when it comes to Austin Theory, this is a guy that's in Orlando that is, you know, pretty much building, home, building, home. You know, during the time, because a lot of this was recorded before Thursday. Need to point that out. So, he's got a lot of talent. Um, you know, he if anybody really wants to see what he can do, you could check out some NXT stuff. But if you really want to see what he can do, look at his work in Evolve. But, um, you know, he to me, he's got a, his, his size, I think... It prevents him right now from, you know, like people saying like he's going to be a major superstar of tomorrow. Uh, I'm not shitting on Austin Theory, but I don't know what people are basing that on. Seriously. You know, I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's talented and he's got a look with him and it's just an ad. But, you know, people need to take their time with some of these guys. But, you know, right now, you know, they needed somebody local, reliable, who's keeping to themselves, and Austin Theory was a good fit for that. Oh, yeah, no, like I said, he's got he, he's got all the check He's got a lot of plus. potential. Yeah, and he's, and he's in the area, it's true. Uh, but again, it's uh, you don't see this too often of somebody uh, fast-tracked like that on a, in a WrestleMania situation, but it's a very unique situation, Yeah, obviously. Um, after the match was over, Seth Rollins hit the curb stomp on Kevin Owens. Um... Then we had uh, Kevin Owens cutting this. You know, again, and this was something I wanted to say earlier, but it's good I waited until now. If there was one really good thing about tonight and even last week is that because they have so much time to fill, 
they're allowing these wrestlers to cut longer promos. Kevin Owens' promo, extremely long, but it was very well said. It was well done. For those earlier that were asking, like, what about Kevin Owens and his family? Shouldn't he be concerned? Well, if I understand correctly, doesn't Kevin Owens' family still live in Canada? And I don't believe you can travel into Canada right now unless it's trade or something else. So Kevin Owens might be forced to stay in the States right now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because I saw Kevin Owens posting pictures of his cats and some other stuff. So, you know, I was under the impression that he was with his family. And who knows? Maybe his family is with him right now. And maybe it's building and home. Building and home. We really don't know. I don't know if Kevin Owens still lives in Canada or not. But No, he lives in Florida. No, no, no. DT lives in Florida. So if he lives in Florida, his his family, it's it's work and home. Work yeah. and home. So, uh, yeah, Nick says he, they moved to Orlando last year. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. again, you know, I, my mom, I, I really, I saw her once last week and I had to wear a mask and gloves because I'm just petrified that if she gets sick or my father gets sick, I can't live with my conscience wondering if I got them sick. I went to my doctor last Monday because I needed my sleep medicine renewed and I had blood work done and everything like that. Now they didn't test me for coronavirus, but there's things in your blood that could tell if if you have something. So I'm good. And anybody I've been around in my office, I've wore masks and gloves too. So I'm not sick, but I'm still petrified to be around them. Um, You know, when people need to understand something, when there's, when you see essential employees are allowed to work in New York right now, my brother is considered an essential employee. My brother works for a delicatessen. So people, if there's podcasters right now, there's a podcast that works for my father that's listening right now. So working in grocery stores is still, you're still working. So they're not saying that, oh, you know, if you work, Right now, you can't go home to your family. So every essential worker, whether it's a nurse, a deli person, a banker, a post office person, an insurance guy like me or someone else, everybody still goes home to their family. So Kevin Owens going home to his family is no different than my brother going home to his family or some people listening that's still working going home to their family. The question is, who are your opponents around? And I think right now, you know, we were talking about it on Friday with Stephanie's interview where, you know, they're really cutting it so close. Definitely go check out what we talked about on Friday. You know, she did an interview and she said that they take everybody's temperature when they enter the building. And that was something that we said two weeks ago on the show. But she said that anybody that is 100.4 or higher they're not allowed in the building. So if you have a 100.1 fever, you're allowed in the building. So, you know, and 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 a doctor was interviewed too that said you don't have to have a fever and have coronavirus. You could have no symptoms for a week or two. So yeah, so tricky, so tricky, man. Yeah. Shout out to Anna, uh Don Tony's political advisor. Much love Anna and uh you know, big shout out to you. And also I wanted to shout out um, Oliver Norgrove. 
Yeah, we were just talking about like old school oh, yeah. wrestling because they were showing a lot of highlights from yesteryear. But you know, going back in the day, because Jake Roberts got a little bit of buzz last week because uh, he was saying that Brett and Shawn Michaels weren't draws when they were champions. Back mm. in the day, who do you think cut a better promo, Macho Man or Jake Roberts? Uh, Jake Roberts cut a more methodical. Uh human being type promo macho man was animated and uh out there uh but the two different types of promos jake was more like i said direct and looking in your face and 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 methodical is the best way to describe it but macho man was being macho man his antics his animation um but uh, intensity uh but i would go with uh jake roberts for a more conducive promo but macho man just was so into his character he didn't believe he was any other way off camera I agree 100%. I mean, Macho, Macho Man was very entertaining, um, but Jake Roberts, like, when he want, when he screwed someone over, like, you believed it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Macho Man was intense and charismatic, and he would say some out there things, but Jake Roberts would just play. It, I, I One time, in fact, I think this is on Patreon too, myself and Mass Maniac, interviewed Jake Roberts and he was talking about, you know, he, he it was mental intercourse. He talked about it being like a, f a form of intercourse that you just fuck with somebody's mind. Like you just, the way he described it, he compared it to sex. In fact, that is on Patreon right now. Um, Jake Roberts to me, it's two totally different styles, but Jake Roberts, man, even now, the two AEW promos that he did, not as good as yesteryear, but son of a bitch could still, you know, when he talks, you believe it. Yeah, no, it's like he's giving you this dressing down or almost like an intellect way, uh, you know, putting you in your place or, or just kind of telling you what he's going to do to you. And you're like, geez, this guy just gave me chills. But Macho Man is giving you the wrestling stuff. He's giving you the professional wrestling deal yeah. you know of a promo spinning around and cup of coffee and throwing it in the air he's doing his antics but that's yeah yeah but it's great because it's right but that's and and going back to that time where what 80 percent of the roster knew how to do a promo mr perfect rick rude go up and down the line don morocco everyone could cut a promo and probably one take uh, just today, it's almost like night and day with the roster of, of percentage of who can cut a promo, who has it, and who just doesn't. Plus, and I, and I don't mean to disrespect Macho Man, but Jake Roberts was so much more intellectual and smart with what he would say. You know, yeah. Macho Man was more about self-worth, and when he would say some outrageous stuff, it was always he was always talking about himself in the third person. The Macho Man! Like, you know, he just, you know, Jake Roberts would, you know, just tell stories and just so much more intellectually smart. You know, you always felt that Jake Roberts' IQ was a much much higher than Macho Man's, even though Macho well, he, Man was a very smart person, not trying he, he to belittle him. You know who, and also when you and going to the NWA, who cut promos like Jake Roberts in the NWA, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson would talk to, would give you that, you know, that 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 verbal beatdown, almost like that. He's just fucking just gonna put you in your place, and he's telling you what he's gonna do to you without being overly animated. Now, if you want to go to over animation, you go to Ric Flair. 
You know what I'm saying? So they had their, everyone had their way of doing things, but Arn was methodical the way he spoke and just the way he just looked into the camera. And then you got Ric Flair throwing his jacket up and dancing around. So you have, everyone did their role so well. It's like, again, comparing it to today, it's, it's night and day yeah. completely. Edge's promo tonight talking about how, you know, Adam Copeland is a junkie for Edge. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I said this early on, Randy Orton's early promos towards Edge and his family felt a little bit mirrored with AJ Styles about Undertaker and his family, even though, you know, the, it was a little different, but, you know, felt like it was going in the same path. And, um, you know, just Edge really, like I said, the way the Edge's... You know, look, we haven't seen him wrestle in a very long time. He had that little cup of coffee, cup of coffee in uh, Royal, Rumble. Royal Rumble. But, you know, they're going to have a street fight. They're going to brawl. There's probably going to be a concerto involved somewhere. Um, but Edge's promo tonight, you know, just you, you re to me, I am very invested in Edge versus Randy Orton because oh, yeah. of the history they they have. Um it it it's that is the match that I'm looking forward to more than anything else. That's another good one. Number one, I think one and two back to back. AJ Taker, Edge, and Randy Orton. And when you but you look at the four of those guys, and what do you have there? Old, well, you know, AJ AJ is the well, no, actually, Randy would be the least experienced. AJ is actually in the business longer than Randy. Um, but they're all twenty plus year veterans. Some thirty years, some twenty five years. The four of them, that's what we're looking for, the four veterans to bring it home uh, this Sunday, and they'll be the two matches we probably talk about the most, unless somebody youngsters on the card, uh, when I say youngsters, those being the under 30, which is very few of them, uh, are impressive, but it's the, the grizzled veterans that are going to be the focal point of this WrestleMania. You could say, oh, Kevin, usually they are, which is didn't used to be the way it is, but, yeah, they always got to kind of lean on the veterans, but this Sunday more than ever, I think they're depending on those two matches to be the talk of the town. And you're right, DT Moore. Think about it. Take the no audience aspect out of it. It could be something to look forward to. Just forget that it's a – just got to get your mind around that this is going to be a much different type of WrestleMania. But those two matches in itself are, are worth watching. Yeah. And um, another thing, too, uh, you know, over the years we've had some people come back for a match, and you've had new school fans, especially new school who would always be like, oh, this person's coming back. They're taking away a spot from someone else. They tried to play into it with Cena's promo when, you know, Bray Wyatt yeah. challenged him and all that. Stepping aside. You know, when you see sometimes people come back, you know, it's it's an opportunity lost for someone else. And I think CM Punk was a little annoyed at one point of somebody coming. I don't know, it was The Rock or whoever it is. But you see Edge's return. And here's an example of why you know somebody may come back even if it's for just one match but when you see what they do and you see what they say you understand quickly that yeah there are other wrestlers who work their ass off that wrestle a hundred times a year you know that are just and you know they feel that they're being slighted over someone who hasn't wrestled or might only wrestle once they did it to goldberg they do it to others but Unfortunately, when that person comes back and they tear it up with the promos and they tear it up with, you know, their their work, I mean, 
yeah, you know, it's you can't always have it. Well, that person works their ass off, and that person's losing opportunity over this person. Well, now you understand why Edge is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just see Good it. Problem. And uh, he's not coming back simply for name value only, because that does happen over the years. But um, in this case, you know, I, I really am looking forward to seeing what happens beyond WrestleMania. Um, you know, look, if if we found out two weeks from now that WWE was going to go on hiatus for two or three weeks and give a best of or this and that, I, I'm perfectly fine with it. it. But, you know, once everything does settle down and people can go back to work and this virus is not so much of a risk, I'm curious to see what Edge really, you know, what he, how, how they're going to use him. I mean, you know, yeah. look... Of course, this virus prevented some people from actually having matches, but I was just taking note of it the other day. I think since November, Becky Lynch, you know how many matches Becky Lynch has had in the last six months? How many? Under 10. I think she's only had two in the, since January 1st. Like the first week, I think she only had two. Maybe three tops. Yes, the virus, obviously, but... You know, you look at the overall scope as well. You know, some people have had a very small number of matches. So we'll see. We'll see. But Edge's promo tonight, spot on, loved it, and um, did what it needed to do to get you to Saturday. And I think, again, their matches happen in Saturday. So um, I'm curious to see the format. But uh, next we had Asuka uh, beating... Caden Carter in a minute. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. You know, I, I'm, uh, Oscar is almost like the MVP of the women's division right now because you could see that she's in Florida. She's staying in Florida. She's at that building. Maybe she's sleeping in the building because she is like there every single week. She is the go to for the she's women. I hope been. WWE keeps those. Tag belts on them. Oh, I think so. I, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna miss them. You don't think Oscar. they're gonna give it to a moment to piss? I I don't think so. Um, I think they'll keep my yeah. Oscar, she is like the MVP. She's like the uh, Ryan Sandberg of this uh, of this team. She uh, then did her antics again with her promo at the uh, desk, not keeping the social distancing. Uh, which is, fu- again, she's funny. She looks like she's having a ball doing that, too. And so what she's become and what she was two years ago to now, some people say, oh, this is, you know, what they do to this killer and this mysterious, like, female version of Great Muda, and they turned into this uh, comedic, rambling, babbling loon. But I think it's fun. I mean, I, I do. I think it's fun. Uh, and she looks like she's having a good time doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. want to shout out. Kwai Hopkins, Kwai Hopkins, Sugar Tweets, and Adam Tracy. Uh, welcome to yeah. our Patreon page. Tomorrow, nice. what is it? KNT Chronicles or Castle Chronicles? No, tomorrow's Castle Chronicles at 8.15 p.m. New York time. Okay, cool, cool. So mm-hmm. patreon.com slash Don Tony if anybody wants to sign up. And... Uh, we will uh, see what happens later this week as far as the Mania lineup. Like I said, I'm going to wait till the end of the week to do predictions because, 
you know, we still don't know exactly what's going to happen with the SmackDown tag titles and everything. Um, you know, I know a lot of people complain about the use of Oscar the last couple of months. Almost people think they turned her into a joke. I tell you, you know, getting paid as well as Oscar does to go out there and just laugh it up and be a little goofy and beat someone in a minute. Yeah, you get the occasional bullshit loss like she got against Alexa Bliss last week. But if you look at the overall for the last month or two, I it's not like, you know, she's losing months of, it, you know, just in-ring stuff ability and that's you know they, that's time lost no this is you know this is a little break from all the crazy physicality you know remember they may she main evented that pay-per-view and you know destroyed the fuck out of her body not as bad as Kyrie Sane, but still so you get a month or two you get a little bit of a break and have you know a little respite you know i i have no problem with it now you know, if she starts going on a major losing streak and is shows nothing, that's different. But right now, you know, doing what she's doing, no problem with it whatsoever. Especially that she, her English doesn't flow. The character, it doesn't flow. You know, so she's got a lot more limitations than others because she can't cut a three, four minute English promo to get us invested. So she's got to do what she's doing right now and she's doing it well. So I'm a I'm a big fan. I agree. So with that said, we next had uh, the replay of Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio from Survivor Series last year. Um, again, we don't need to get into that match. We covered it on the pay per view recap last year. Uh, that is one match that they went back on that I don't mind seeing again. That match. I enjoyed, um, you know, it was to set up the dominance of Brock Lesnar. And, you know, we closed out tonight's show with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar in the ring. And, uh, you know, Paul Heyman's given a lot of props to Drew McIntyre. But at the end of the day, Drew McIntyre will be, just like everybody else, Brock's bitch. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what he did. That's pretty much what it was. I was expecting maybe Drew McIntyre to come out, but that didn't happen. Uh, you know, look, I'm looking forward to that match again. You know, if they were going to put the belt on Drew McIntyre, I'm hoping that that is delayed. I'm hoping for a bullshit finish. This is not a no DQ match. Um, we have enough matches that are going to be street fights that are no DQ. Uh, you know, the Wyatt match, Edge. Um, what's, what's the other match that's uh, escaping me? Right, Orton, Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Undertaker, AJ Styles. So I would not, I know people would be disappointed, but I would not have a problem with Brock Lesnar getting disqualified right now. And this that's buys... That's a possibility. That's a possibility. Because this buys a month or two to build up, because I would rather see Drew McIntyre get the win in front of a live crowd, get that pop, you know, just, you win, he's going to stand on the top rope, and all we're going to hear is his music, and it's not going to be the same. It's not. See, like Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler, if she wins the title, when a heel wins the title, 
you know, we don't care as much as far no. as a crowd reaction because Shayna Baszler, you know, she she's a heel. So fans are not going to pop when she wins the belt. Some Becky haters will. So if Shayna Baszler wins the belt and she's holding it in the air and there's no crowd, no crowd there to react to it, it's not a big deal. But when it's a baby face or it's someone that your fans have really gotten behind, you know, that's just so horrible to get that win in front of nobody. So I'm I, as much as I don't like clusterfuck finishes, I'm hoping that that match ends up in a clusterfuck finish. Um, something, even if McIntyre ends up losing, something has to happen without the referee looking. And, you know, Great. either Drew gets pinned but is but was screwed over or Brock Lesnar gets DQ'd, uh, counted out something, and this leads to the next pay-per-view. So, DT, do you think that with, with that concept and what you're saying with uh, Babyface winning really means more to a crowd heel? I agree with you, winning a title, not as much. With that said, do you think that there won't be any title victories for any baby faces that'll be either dqs i'm not sure yet i haven't i haven't really thought about you know i think the street profits retain Mm -hmm. i don't see guards i I mean my thoughts may change between now and friday i haven't really sat back and thought about it but um you know like a like a surprising win because see you got to understand something the street profits already have the belts no that's what i'm saying like someone no but what i'm saying is like like, baby face winning a belt right Drew McIntyre is the only one that comes to mind right now. Yeah, I would have Goldberg's said Roman Reigns, even though he was kind of the heel against Reigns, don't you think? I yeah, Roman Reigns. I would have said too. Braun Strowman, you know, Braun Strowman's a babyface right now. Maybe yeah. Strowman. I just, you know, I really, I'm. I have to really just see what happens on TV Friday with Goldberg. Because they did something, obviously, to write off Roman Reigns. I don't think Friday they just say Roman Reigns will not compete at a precaution and uh, they just, Braun Strowman comes out and makes the challenge. I just hope they don't do something like that. There's got to be more to it, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, Joe, I'm not doing a live viewing because, number one, Saturday is my fiance's birthday and... um, you know, it's bad enough that we didn't celebrate my birthday. Um, yeah. I didn't mind, but I was here with everybody Friday night. We did five hours. That was my birthday. So I never celebrated my birthday with my fiance. She damn well wants me to celebrate it with her. So, you know, I'm not going to sit in front of a camera for three and a half hours Saturday, three and a half hours Sunday, then do oh, a recap. Crazy as well i don't even know what's going on this weekend yet but but we'll do uh, the recaps both nights correct yeah i just i I just you know i'm not sure what's gonna happen with me on saturday but you know we'll see we'll see what happens on friday you know friday you know things will get answered and settled and that's what i was talking about on friday people were so upset that wwe is still advertising goldberg roman reigns even though last last week's SmackDown, and I said there's another SmackDown that's got to air. They don't owe a statement. This is wrestling. It's entertainment. A storyline can play out on TV, which explains why Roman Reigns cannot compete. So I saw nothing wrong with WWE still advertising Roman Reigns 
even though it was SmackDown this past week. Right. So we'll see what happens. But um, that was pretty much Raw tonight. You know, again, this is the new norm. Get used to it. You know, if you really it's take a, a step bit. back and think about it, some of the wrestlers cutting promos are not in Orlando. If, if, you, if you even want to include the tag match tonight, we got 14 minutes of Orlando wrestling. So when you think about WrestleMania, when it's a seven-hour show and it's about four and a half hours of wrestling, tonight we got 14 minutes of wrestling. You think about four and a half hours of wrestling. Think of how many Raw episodes... You would record in four if you recorded four and a half hours worth of wrestling. My point is, is that when you take a step back and you look at Raw tonight and the fact that there was only fourteen minutes of Orlando matches, if they recorded three hours of Orlando matches that are not WrestleMania, that could extend to a month's worth of TV. As crazy as that sounds. You know, if they recorded two hours of post-WrestleMania matches for Raw, even if it's two hours, we had 14 minutes of wrestling today. You want to double that and say, wow, they gave us 30 minutes. Two hours of recording of matches last week is enough of television for a month. And then by then, we're into May. So I'm curious... Again, I'm curious to see what happens two weeks from now. Um, I think the night after WrestleMania might feel a little retro for you and I because way back in the day, you know, when we didn't have Raw on Monday night or SmackDown, when we would see a pay-per-view back in the 80s and the early 90s, when we would watch superstars or whatever the show that we got the following week, you know, we would, it would be a lot of recaps, but we wouldn't even see the matches. We would see still frames and mean Gene Oakland would just explain what happened. And maybe you had a promo here and there when Ric Flair won the Royal rumble, you know, when we watched the following week on superstars, we had a couple of squash matches. They would show still shots of all the matches that went down. That would eat up a third of the show. You know? I agree. Yeah. So any uh, closing thoughts before we go? No. Actually, I'm glad. We, we actually went probably longer than I even thought we were going to go when we started early tonight. But it's good for me. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And, yeah, as DT said, uh, join Patreon slash Don Tony so you can join us tomorrow live on Discord chat, 815 for Castle Chronicles. Get into mania, coronavirus, uh, questions, all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah join us tomorrow night and um yeah definitely check it out everybody and then uh wednesday i'll be on for wednesday night dynamite obviously since we're now two weeks in for uh you know no crowd shows you know it's going to be a lot lighter wednesday i'll get into the you know the new t uh tnt championship and all that anybody that listens or watches the wednesday show you know that's something i've been wanting for months and months and months and it's pretty weird because if anybody remembers last wednesday i said you know 
I wish they would announce a secondary title and start a tournament two weeks from now to go against Champa and Gargano. It's right there from this past Wednesday. That's exactly what happened. So it's just coincidence, everyone. It's not, you know, anybody listening. But all right, Kev, I'll uh, catch you tomorrow for Castle Chronicles. Yes. Thanks, everybody. Uh, everybody on YouTube, Discord. All you guys, thanks for the support. Everybody have a good night, and I'll catch you tomorrow, DT. Yeah, Peace. take it easy. Later. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode. And um, that's pretty much it. You know, uh, Wednesday, if you're around. Uh, we'll, I'll probably start at 10.05 because NXTs are already pre-recorded. Uh, a lot of AEW will be pre-recorded. So my guess is that these shows go off the air around 10.05. So I'll start about 10.05, maybe 10.10. And uh, if you have any questions, you know, the chat will be open on Wednesday. Friday after SmackDown, I will be on YouTube for the Don Tony show. Uh, we'll talk SmackDown, give WrestleMania predictions. Um, hopefully by Friday, I'll figure out what we're going to do about the Patreon contest. We're definitely going to do something. But um, it's going to be really difficult to pull it off. I want to keep it as simple as possible because of what's going on. Maybe we don't do confidence points this time around. Because you got to understand something. If spoilers come out, you know, and somebody, let, and I'll be quick with this. Let's say somebody predicts Strowman wins and they, they give it 16 points because confidence points, you go from one to 16 to 16 matches, all right? Now, let's say we find out the spoiler for that. Now, in the past, you know, if I say, okay, everybody gets half their points, that person loses eight points. If I just throw the match out entirely from the contest, that person loses 16 points. So I'm thinking if we don't use confidence points and you got 16 matches to predict, each one gets a point and the tiebreaker, if a spoiler comes out, everybody only loses one point. So that's probably going to be the way we do it. And uh, look, that's if anybody wants to take part in it and is a patron, by all means, you know, you're not, it is voluntary and prize wall is still up there. And uh, that's pretty much it. So um, I, like I said, be prepared to give your entry fast because I'll put up the contest between 11 p.m. and midnight Friday. Um, remember, I'm going to be here doing a Don Tony show, so I'm going to probably have to either post that on a, on a timer or something. But you only have from midnight to around 4 p.m. the next day. So that's about 15 hours, give or take an hour. That should be more than enough time for you to get your entry in. But uh, that's pretty much it. So Friday, you know, if you want to do some Ask Me Anything. Oh, and by the way, I, I sissied out on Friday. The truth is, is that I was nervous that with my gallbladder out and the intestinal surgery that, you know, God forbid I get really horrible pains. I don't want to get rushed to the hospital, especially with this coronavirus stuff going on here in New York. So I, I pussied out. Um, Mish has talked me into doing the challenge. So... I think maybe in two weeks, yours truly and Mish will do the one chip challenge on YouTube and maybe we'll raise some money again. 
Um, and if that goes off well, then uh, we will do other things to cause us pain. So, all right, everybody, I'm starting to ramble. I'm out of here. Uh, if you notice tonight, I think we had no technical issues whatsoever. Uh, I did change two cables last week. So Friday show, everything seemed to go without a hitch. So knock on wood, we don't have any problems in the future. And I want to thank you as always for the support. Much appreciated. Again, you know, the video is still very, very new to me. A lot of technical stuff I'm still trying to learn as far as software and features. Like I just figured out now that I could actually pause my video like that, like that. So if, if I have to like pick my nose or if I have to lay a, a good one, I could pause myself. I know some of you out there were wondering what's going on, what was going on with Mish on Friday that kept going to black. Um, I don't know if he vapes or anything like that. There was nothing illegal going on. Um, maybe he just had to reposition himself or stretch and maybe, he just, you know, but, uh, it was no technical difficulties and that was awesome, man. We, by the way, before everybody leaves, if you like tonight's show, please hit the like button on the way out again. You know, I don't stress that enough. I know there's a lot of shows that every few minutes will tell you, hit the like button, like button, but it does give uh, me a little bit more exposure over here. And it also will recommend this show to others out there that don't even know this show exists. So on the way out, if you can hit the like button, I would appreciate that very much. If you did not check out Friday's breakfast soup that is available for everyone, um, please do. Uh, we raised a nice amount of money for charity and um, it was an awesome show. And I want to thank everybody who was involved with that as well. Patreon and the live chat. Absolutely awesome. Um, I was all fucked up after that. I didn't go to sleep until about 6 o'clock in the morning. And me, because I'm on keto, every night I take sleeping pill and I take magnesium. And that helps me take a dump the next day. And I usually take a morning dump. And I know I'm revealing too much right now, but I didn't go to sleep till about 6 o'clock in the morning. And uh, I woke up at 12. And by 12, it's just my whole body was out of whack. So I, I don't even think I blew up my bathroom until maybe like 7, 8 o'clock Saturday night. But it, we had a ball. I got to thank Mish so much for, you know, you got to understand something, man. You know, he is not just doing wrestling soup. He does Frank and Gus on Patreon, which everybody loves. He's involved with other shows out there. He's always helping other podcasts you may have never even heard of before. He's involved in a lot of different shows, and he is working behind the scenes. So it's exhausting enough. And then Friday to spend five hours uh, with me on YouTube, uh, just appreciated that. More than you know. So, all right, everybody, I'm out of here. Tune in Wednesday for Wednesday Night Dynamite. And on behalf of Kev Castle, I am Don Tony. Good night, everybody.
Son, oh my. It was fun to channel surf. It was kind of hard to do a little pocket pool after you hitting the last channel button 50 times for two hours plus. Son, oh my. And his whole idea of overanalyzing, oh, he's an alcoholic and he misplaced the belt. And how could you have someone champion like that? The fuck out of here. Wednesday night. Don, oh my. You can have fun. You really are. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com.